Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by Cunningham Financial Group. John Cunningham is a friend of mine and a brother in Christ, and he can help you with financial decisions and future planning. He's been a big help to me and my family, and I commend him to you. You can reach him at 205-913-1720. I am so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Hey, welcome back. I hope that your day is going well. I'm always thankful to get a chance each week to share some encouragement with you. And today in particular, I'm just kind of waning nostalgic. We are now in the back half of January, and it was three years ago this week that I sat down in my closet and recorded an episode called Just Get Better and loaded it to the internet. It had been a kind of interesting journey leading up to that day. I have a friend, Kyle Arrington, brother in Christ, and we'd been talking on the phone, and he was like, dude, you need to do a podcast. You need to take the things that you believe and the practical side of that and just share it with people. And I think my first thought was, why? I mean, I preach every week, two sermons a week, they're online, I've been preaching for 20 years, there's lots of content out there. But then he convinced me to think of it a little differently. What if we put out something a little shorter, something that's not worship, and isn't exactly always scripture-centric, it's just encouraging, and practical, and hopefully useful. And that might hit you wrong as a listener. You might be like, well, it always needs to be Bible-centric, but I'm thinking more like most of the conversations we have that always include the element of God, always, but sometimes just talk about life and how to live it better. So I was intrigued about the concept, but still couldn't really figure out what that was supposed to sound like. But it just so happened, at around that same time, I had just finished a book called The Miracle Morning written by an incredible guy, lives in Austin, named Hal Elrod. I had come upon a YouTube video from a few months earlier where he had recorded about an hour-long speech for a company, and he told his story. This guy was in a terrible accident as a late teenager. They didn't think he was going to live, and he fought his way back to health and beat the odds. Several years ago, he was diagnosed with cancer. Same situation. Fought through it, kept a great attitude, and succeeded. Anyway, I was captivated by this guy. I ordered the book and read it. It's called The Miracle Morning, and you're going to hear about that in the first half of today's episode. He came up with six things he believes every human should be doing every day to make every day great, starting with a miracle morning and build upon itself day after day. He came up with an acronym, SAVERS, to help you remember the steps, and I'll share all that with you in a moment. But the one thing I noticed in his material and other, quote, self-help guys I'd been listening to, and Hal has a podcast, so I was listening to him as well, is how infrequently God is mentioned. I mean, occasionally these guys will talk about prayer, but usually it's meditation. They talk a lot about gratitude, but rarely to whom you are grateful for all that you have. And that was really when it hit me. There are brilliant achievers, goal setters, and successful people in all different aspects of life who have not integrated their wisdom into the will of God. And that's kind of how the podcast got started. 
What if we took the concepts that we know to be true about the Heavenly Father that drives us and we allowed ourselves to just open our ears and integrate some things that people outside of the church are doing? And it turns out it all goes together very well because God made you. And what brings about true success in your life will always truly be related to God. So I've been thinking back on some of the lessons that I've learned and the connections that we tried to make. And I know not every episode has been successful and not everyone has paired all of that together well. But a few things for me, not only paired together well, but continue, even now, three years later, continue to be integral parts of the life I'm trying to build in Christ. So let me share that with you today. It's not just Hal's ideas. The things that he presents in these six points are the same things that successful athletes, musicians, high achievers, CEOs, they're all doing the same stuff. This should not be disregarded. It should be implemented. We need miracle mornings to build incredible days. And you might say, well, that's fine that they do all of that, but I'm a Christian and I have my relationship with God and I know how to build a great life. And look, I'm not going to be the person to tell you that you're wrong about that. Maybe the way you're doing things is building and growing beautifully. But if you're missing out on some of these key concepts, maybe Dr. Phil phrases it best by asking, how's that working out for you? So as we are still in the New Year's resolution January phase and coming up on this three-year mark that's taken me back to the beginning, let me tell you about the miracle morning. Hal says emphatically and over and over that every morning for the last who knows how many years, he has implemented six things. I'm going to give them to you now, and it's not particularly important that you remember them or write them down, because in the back half of the episode, I want to tell you how I've integrated it into my faith walk, and I think it'll come out a little more simply. But let's start with this. He says, number one, S, silence. Before I do anything, Every day, I sit down in silence. He mentions meditation or even prayer. A, affirmations. I write down optimistic, confident things about my life and what I am intentional about doing. I am this, I will do that, and I will do it today. V, visualization. The world's best athletes are famous for utilizing visualization, to see the day. I see myself going there, I see myself doing that, and I see it happening well. Side note there, the book With Winning in Mind that I talked about a few weeks ago talks at great length about that same idea. E, exercise. He said, look, it can be training for a marathon or just doing jumping jacks for 60 seconds, but get the blood pumping and the energy flowing. R, Reading. Pick an area of your life where you want to get better. Find an expert on that subject. Start reading five to ten pages of their book every morning. I know you're probably thinking biblically, and we'll get to that in a minute, but that's a direct quote from his website. And then S, scribing. He puts in quotations a fancy word for writing or journaling. Journal every day. The power of putting pen to paper, articulating your gratitude or your priorities or your plans makes it crystal clear of where you are and where you want to be. So again, to go through the basic concepts of Hal Elrod's The Miracle Morning, things that he used to get through catastrophic events 
and also to handle the great successes in his life, Savers, S-A-V-E-R-S. Silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. Okay, full disclosure, as 2018 was coming to an end, I was reading the book, listening to the podcast, I was really struggling with all of that. I think to me, maybe it just felt like too much. I hadn't done a lot of exercising before that time. I'm not particularly a morning person. And it just seemed like the only way I'm going to get this done is to refine it, tailor it to my life, and organize it in a way where I can be consistent. But there was one thing I refused to compromise on, and it is the one thing I need you to grasp today. If you want to have a great day, you need to start it well. The miracle begins in the morning and builds out the best possible day. This was by no means unique to Hal Elrod. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. I've got Dale Carnegie books and Zig Ziglar books and everybody else, and they all say the same thing. Start a day well, live a day well. A good week is just seven good days in a row. A great month is 30 mornings began in the right way. And your best year ever, the best grades you've ever gotten, the biggest promotion that you've ever gotten, the farthest you've ever grown your marriage or your relationships is not the result of one big thing you did there or a couple of trips you took. You utilized every day to the best of your ability and it produced the best year of your life. Hey, I'm three years in, I can tell you, each year has gotten better. And we've had COVID, and we've dealt with issues, and not everything has gone well. I've not been in a catastrophic car accident or suffered through cancer. So I haven't been to the lows that Hal has. I'm also not 1% as popular on the podcast apps as he is. So I haven't even dealt with the highest highs of his life. But I've really come to love and enjoy my life in great part because of what it is in thanksgiving to God and also what it can become one miracle morning at a time. So instead of looking at savers and six different things, I want to break it down for you into three sections. Easily for me, when I look back over these three years at the times when I was the most successful in achieving my goals, where I saw the greatest strides in my connection to God and others, it was when These three sections were intentionally placed into each day of my life. The first one covers a large portion of his list and has been the absolute non-negotiable for me for the last 975 straight days. I am 25 days away from 1,000 in a row, which I guess would probably qualify as a habit. This is the one that I do every morning. I consider it the trigger for the miracle morning and the best possible day. I will be sharing with you three separate categories. They don't all have to happen in the morning, and there can be some overlap, but at least one of them needs to be the first thing that you do to start the day correctly. For me, it's journaling. I've been writing in the Excel Still More journal for a long time. I'm on book 11, I think. It is set up to help you do the things that I'm about to share. You can email me for a free digital copy or you can go to excelstillmore.life and order a copy and we'll send it to you, or just grab a notepad and a pencil. But here's the really cool part. It takes about 30 minutes in the morning before you do anything else, 
except coffee. You're totally allowed to have coffee. And it covers five of the six things that he listed. I'll read his list again, leaving exercise out. Silence, affirmations, visualization, reading, and scribing. Every day in the journal, I write out three prayers. One is asking God beautiful questions. One is level three gratitude, where I talk to him about one particular thing I'm thankful for that day. And one is in the form of an affirmation, where I tell him who I am because of him and what I'm going to do in his name. Every day, there is a section called Bible Read and Notes. I have read 975 chapters in the Bible since I started. This year, in our Facebook group, Excel Still More, a chapter a day, we're going through the New Testament again, but also reading the major and minor prophets along the way. So it'll be even more than usual. But I'm going to tell you, I've been preaching 21 years, and I never got anywhere near a thousand straight days in the Word of God. And then there are a few sections where I lay out today's schedule, I write down one big frog I'm going to eat early, and I lay out a hopeful daily highlight. And all of that really is a visualization concept of making sure that the day is planned out well with proper spacing, zero stress, and high hopes. So if you're looking to build a miracle morning to have a more successful day, that would be my recommendation. Wake up early enough to do some Bible reading, talk to God, and plan out your day. Okay, there are two other sections I want to talk to you about that I have not always been consistent on. I mean, in these last three years. I'll do it for a while, and then I would get away from it for a time, but always try to find my way back because it matters. Section two is exercise. I'll keep this short. I've talked about it in past episodes, but every human being gifted a body by the Lord should be moving 30 minutes a day. I mean, you can go on three 10-minute walks, You can play a little tennis or shoot some hoops, especially if you have long commutes to work or you sit at an office or you don't get out much. I remember an episode I did back in season one, not everybody loved the title, Motion is Lotion, but that just gets truer with every passing year. Maybe you do this in the morning. Maybe you combine it and you go on a walk and listen to scripture and talk to God so it doesn't even have to take a full 60 minutes. It just needs to happen. If you've not been moving, start. Start with a walk. Have some great goal. Don't jump in too deep. Don't go too hard. Don't hurt yourself and don't burn out. But you owe it to your vessel to just drive it around the block a little bit every day to keep the oil from settling. Now, before we leave this point, I'll double back a little bit. Hal said you may just do jumping jacks for 60 seconds. And if that's all you can pull together right now, it's a great start. Just make 30 minutes a target. And then I want to give you one more section. This has become more valuable to me with every single passing year. I want to intentionally devote a half an hour each day to the building of important relationships in my life. You remember the circles of importance that I laid out, at least my circles, a few weeks ago, God in the middle, and I'm getting that started first thing out of the box with the journaling, and then my wife and kids and brothers and sisters in Christ, and then whomever God puts into my life. Can I ask you a question? Have days already passed this year where you got out of bed that morning and laid back down that night, and there was no time devoted on purpose to the people you care about and the people who care about you? It's early enough in the year to start this thing. Don't let that happen. For me, it may be a cup of coffee with summer in the morning, or we go on a little walk in the evening, My younger kids have taken up tennis, 
We've got kind of a little rundown court in our neighborhood, and we go do that for a half hour, which is combining exercise and relationship building. I like that. Maybe it's a phone call or a lunch with somebody you know who just needs encouragement. You might remember from my episode before, I always want to try and make the time for my wife first, and then my kids, and then God's people, and then my neighbor. But here's what's cool about consistency. If we're talking about setting aside a half of an hour out of every 24-hour day, and it may break up into little 10-minute pieces, and give intentional energy to conversations and interaction to help people and deepen our love, I'm going to get around to a lot of people. My kids aren't going to get that deal. You know, dads, that deal where I go play tennis with them one time and then won't go with them again for like six months. I don't want to be that dad anymore. And this has really helped. I mean, I'll write it in my journal. When I'm planning out the day, I'll be like, tennis with the kids. A walk tonight after dinner with Summer. Play a little golf with Luke. Planning and anticipating family time. That's where the miracle happens. And again, under the daily highlights section, this often branches out into time with brethren and even lending help to people in the community. So we only have a couple of minutes left. I want to tie some of this together. The nostalgia has deepened here because we've gone old school. Like these are the fundamental season one daily setups for building something special. I've made my own resolutions. I've not always been consistent on these things. I'm back to 30 minutes of jogging each day to prepare for this 5K coming up next week. But if I could put it in order for you, I would do it in this way. You need that half an hour with the Lord. You need it. You need the daily read and the prayers. Get a journal, don't get a journal. Write it down or don't write it down. But that includes reading the word, talking to God, and planning your day. Secondly, you and I need to prioritize the growth of the relationships in our lives. Sit down and play some games with your kids. We are the official worst parents ever. We got our 10-year-old a poker set, and we've been playing 21 every night, especially with family. No one is going to look back and think they spent too much time with the people they love. And then, of course, the 30 minutes of movement each day. And please remember to do at least one of these things to kick off each miracle morning. And if 90 minutes just seems like too much for you based on what's going on in your life, remember, you can always be creative and let them overlap. Go on a walk with your whole family while the Word of God plays on your phone. Boom. Three in one. Or, you know, something like that. But please, however you start, get excited. Be optimistic. The most amazing things get built one day at a time. And maybe God is ready to build some amazing things in your life. Give Him the space to do it by starting each day with the Miracle Morning. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. And if you're just in search of deeper Bible study or you want to share the message of Jesus with the children in your life, remember to go to creationtorevelation.com. This wonderful company, run by Christians, provides beautiful illustrations of Scripture from beginning to end, putting the spotlight on Jesus. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, excel still more.